What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. I am recording this on Sunday night live. On my birthday, I was going to record it before, but honestly, one, the laziness got to me, and two, I was like, how am I going to give you guys the highlights of my week when my birthday's on a Sunday, if I record before Sunday, you know what I mean? And I'm not, if if you've been following along on YouTube, I am not recording this episode on YouTube, and I'll tell you why. There's two reasons. One, I was just extremely busy this weekend, prepping for my birthday, out for my birthday, running errands, all that crap. Um, and I'm feeling really tired and I just didn't want to, I didn't want to sit down in front of the camera too. When I post the full episodes on YouTube, they literally only get like eight views. So I was like, you know what? Is it really that much of a loss if I go without a week? No, not really. Not the point though. I had a fabulous birthday. I really have zero complaints. Um, on my actual birthday, which is today, I, it it poured, like it was like thunderstorming all day. So I was just inside the house with my mom. My dad came, we went out to dinner with my brother. I got a nice chicken parm. Of course it could feed probably a whole entire family. So we have leftovers and I had a fabulous dessert and that's all I could ask for really on my birthday. Saturday was the fun. Saturday I got a bunch of my friends from different areas of my life, some from work, some from school, some from home, some from the gym. And we went out to a brunch in New York City where we went, because I'll recommend it, like I, I would go there again, is called 235th. Great food. The only thing is like, and I mean, this is expected, but like hella expensive. Hello? Whatever. Great time. I don't know when I went from great time to I'm not going to remember anything else that's going on for the rest of the daytime, but I woke up this morning feeling so confused. People keep sending me pictures and I don't recall them happening at all. All I remember is that everybody I loved was in a room and I had a freaking fabulous time and I was drinking obviously mimosas, but they had these frozen margaritas, which is my favorite drink like ever. But they came in these pouches with little rubber ducks. So I obviously saved the little rubber duck. And that's going right on the dashboard. So it was a good time was had by all. I had my little happy birthday picture moment, little sparklers. Um, but really, most importantly, I was with everybody that I loved. And that's all I could ask for. And that's how we're rolling into this week. You know what, though? You know what I said I was going to bring up? I was like, whew. This is going on the podcast when it happened. I ordered an Uber from my friend's apartment in Hoboken to my brunch in the city. Mind you, I'm wearing a tiara on my head. I have a crown because that's who I am as a person. So we had to order two Uber XLs to fit all of us. Half my friends get in the first Uber. They get in, drive off. I go up to my Uber. He rolls down the window I go to like unlock the door or like open the door and it's locked. And he just looks at me and goes, oh, I ain't taking you to New York City. Rolls up the window and drives away. So I'm, I didn't honestly know if I should be more shocked or piss off. When it first happened, my it's pouring rain. We get back under like the little awning to my friend's apartment. I was like, can they do this? 
like he accepted the ride, literally showed up and was like, yeah, screw this. I'm not taking you guys. I was like, okay, you see, I'm in it. Like it's my birthday. My other half of my friends are already on their way. My work friends were meeting us. Like they're already on their way. I'm sitting here. I call Lyft instead. Lyft cancels on me. I get another Lyft. That one cancels on me. Eventually, my friend ended up getting an Uber that was like $30 more than it was when my Uber canceled on me. But I'm actually going to go back. This reminds me in the app and see if there's some way I can track like who that driver was and give him a zero stars. Because like I feel like that's really freaking rude. That's really rude. He should have, when he found out where he was going, he could have just canceled the ride instead of me actually physically going up to the car in the pouring rain for him to turn around. So I am not having good experiences with Uber. If you've been paying any attention at all, this is the Uber stories part two, but I'll be away this week. I'm going to Chicago and I'm going to LA. So I'm going to have to take some Ubers and let's pray that they just go smoothly That's all I can ask for, but that was our rocky start. Luckily, the brunch place extended it for us because I was like, okay, now I'm going to be a half hour late, and I paid for two hours at this place. So they waited for everyone to come. They didn't start the two hours until after. It was like not – it was really rainy, so it wasn't that crowded in there anyway, so they just let us – they just let us vibe. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have to go. That was that. It was a a birthday for the books, I got to say. Very feeling, feeling very happy and very loved today. I will say though, and I do want to touch upon this, my body dysmorphia is in full height right now. I think it was a combination of like, I didn't go to the gym yesterday because I was out all day celebrating for my birthday. I intended to go today, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was so hungover and just so like malnourished and like not hydrated from yesterday that I was like, you just, Liz, you got to sit this one out. You, you got to stay in bed. So I've been eating good the past two days, had a lot of drink yesterday, didn't exercise. So my body dysmorphia is getting to me a little bit. You know, I find myself like, like kind of feeling my stomach, like, oh my God, abs, you still under there. And the mirror is playing tricks on me. So I am doing what I tell you guys. And I have a big sweatshirt on and that prevents me from looking at myself. And I know tomorrow or today, I guess, when you guys are listening to it, brand new day, back on track with nutrition, back on track with that deficit, going to go hard in the gym like I always do. And I enjoyed my birthday, ate what I wanted to, drank what I wanted to, and it'll live in my mind as a fabulous memory. And I'll worry about my body later. And I wanted to bring that up because I feel like that's such an important topic to touch upon. And I tell myself, you know, there's a line, Liz, this was your birthday weekend. You wanted to go out. You wanted to have fun. And that was that. But it can't be in every weekend. I'm going to drink excessively and that exercise thing because that's going to catch up with my body. And my body's going to actually start reflecting that. So there has to be a balance of like, know when you can have fun or Not when you can have fun. Know when you're going to want to indulge and slack off, I should say, versus like being a little stricter. There has to be a balance, and I've been good at it the past year or so, I guess since coming home from college, of balancing, you know, my health and my physique, and 
I saw, I think part of it too is I saw really positive results last summer from, from my cut last year. I just saw really positive results. So I think a part of me is like, this is why I'll never do bodybuilding competition. Part of me is like, oh, what if I can't get back to that low again? Like I'm going to be so upset and just, I'm very hard on myself. I'm very competitive with myself. So I think knowing that I'm getting into this deficit, which I haven't even hit full deficit yet. Like you can relax, Liz, come on. Um, but knowing I'm going into this deficit now, I am putting extra pressure on myself, which is my own problem that I need to figure out. And thanks for listening to that because I needed to get that. Sometimes you just need to talk it out too. You know, sometimes you just need to call your friend and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. I know like that my it's just body dysmorphia right now, but you mind if I get it off my chest? Can I word vomit just a little bit for you? And I think that's healthy. You know, whatever gets you through it. Oh, so this week I saw, and I was like, well, my, I told my parents, my parents are like, oh, you got to bring this up on the podcast. And I kind of feel bad because it's somebody's, you know, home, but I'm driving to the gym, minding my own business, listening to my songs. And I see a cop car fly past me. I like pull over, like flies past me. When I say fly, I, I mean fly. Like this guy wasn't trying to pull someone over. This guy was on a mish. He was on a mission. And then I see another one come by. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I just keep driving. I keep bopping my head, having a good time. And then ahead of me, I just see this gray cloud of smoke. And it's like, and you could tell like it is, what should I, what's the word? Like emitting? Let's just say it's it's emitting fastly into the air. So I was like, ooh, that's got to be a fire. There's no way that that smoke right here in a residential area is not a fire. I get closer. This house on the corner that I was passing, the front engulfed in flames. I have never seen fire like that in real life. It was... Straight out of a movie, you know, and I tell my friends a lot just because, you know, we're getting older and things just, things happen, you know. I said to my friends a lot, isn't it funny how we see things in the movies or we hear scenarios in movies and books and other people and then one day you wake up and realize like, oh, that's my life that I'm living. Like I, I know people who have lost their homes because their homes have burned down and whatnot, but I don't think about it on the regular basis. I don't, I don't. I, I take it for granted, I should say. I was in shock and it was eye-opening when I saw these flames. I have never seen a fire that large with my own eyeballs. And I did, there's a happy ending to the story. Luckily, they're really, really close to a fire station. I'm talking like 300 feet away from a fire station maybe, or like 800. Um, and I actually passed right when the fire truck was coming I just lost I'm like fire hello fire truck right when the fire truck was coming so I guess I had passed it like when this thing was a fresh start um but I passed it on the way home and I passed it a couple times since then going to the gym and it looks like there's a car in the driveway so somebody's still in there the windows are boarded up but the house is still standing which when I saw those flames I was like oh that's a goner these people just lost their home hopefully they have good insurance it looks like their house is going to stay on its legs. I just, whoever they are, I my prayers, thoughts and prayers go out to you. 
If you've never seen fire like that, though, it is shocking, to say the least. It's one of those things that you're like, holy crap, this does exist. Um, yeah, so that was that wild story for the week. I could not go. I've been actually, what, so I did this on, I guess, Tuesday night because I stay home from work on Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. I am watching TV, watching my Vanderpump Rules, as I do, and I am on season five, I believe. So they were going through, it was like the Pride Parade, and this was the year of the mass shooting in Orlando at the nightclub, and I just heard them talking about it, and they were getting really emotional, and it reminded me, oh, my friends have been watching the Boston Marathon documentary on Netflix and I keep meaning to watch it. I just, I I never do. Let me put on an episode. Let me pop on an episode. Within the first one minute, I had chills. I, I, goosebumps. My hairs on my arms, the hairs on my arms were raised. I will tell you that much raised. Since that night, I've been like, oh my goodness. I cannot wait to talk about this on the podcast because it, Several times I gasped out loud. I meant to watch one episode. I stayed up till 1230 in the morning watching all three. I just, I don't think, because what, that happened in 2013, so I was in eighth grade. I don't think I realized how insane it was when it was going on. I obviously remember hearing about it, and it was just sickening, devastating news. And I do remember that they found the guy in a boat. That one stuck with me because I remember my mom telling me and I was just like hiding in a boat. Holy crap. Imagine if he was hiding in my boat. If you have not watched this documentary, first of all, if you have not watched this documentary and you want to save what like what you don't know for the documentary, go ahead and fast forward. But I need to talk to you guys about this. And if you're like, oh, I don't really like documentaries or blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You and, and you need to put it on. First of all, I think that there was some source of education in this documentary. Obviously, a lot of the people that spoke were police because police were the ones who responded on the scene, like tracked down the guy. But I thought that it was a very, it it was a very neutral, I'm going to say neutral. Yeah, neutral documentary. I don't want to say unbiased because I feel like there was both sides, but they balanced it out so it was neutral. You saw the point of view from like the cops responding to the scene and it's chilling, you know, and they're putting their lives out there and it just really makes you sit down and be like, I'm so thankful for these people that are out here with the sole purpose to keep us alive and safe. Granted, you know, there's things that have happened and that's not always the case and not every police officer is a bad egg, but not every police officer is a good egg either. So they also had people in law enforcement Talk about the flip side where they were like, hey, during that shootout, like these guys were reckless and they put people in danger. You can't just fire away like that. So I liked how they showed like, yes, we should be appreciative of those who put their lives in danger to protect us. But just because they're doing that doesn't mean they should be immune to any negative criticism or feedback. They need to understand that there's like if you mess up, there's consequences and There might be safer ways to go about things. So I really liked that about this documentary. It really did show 
both sides. And, you know, growing up, like my, my dad was a police officer. Um, so it's been really upsetting hearing all of like the awful things that have happened in recent times and even not so recent times, but we don't need to get into that. Anyway, back into the documentary. I did not realize what a, a chase this was. All I knew was they found the guys and the guy was in a boat and that was it. Case closed. They spent over a hundred hours, like three days, I think, or over three days, five days, maybe five. Does that make sense? I don't know. Don't, we don't need to do that right now. I can't do that math, but they spent like a few days, literally manhunting this thing down. Like the title of the documentary is like American manhunt. That is exactly what it was. It started with they, you know, they were looking around. They're like, oh, they've got to be in this sort of area. A police was found dead. A police officer was found killed at MIT. Police go to MIT. The criminals from there take this poor guy. This this broke my heart. This actually broke my heart. This poor Chinese guy who had moved over, moved to the U.S. to go to school from China. He had just bought a brand new 2013 Lexus, his first car. He's so happy about it. The criminals kidnap him and steal his car, literally kidnap him. Seeing the footage that they had on the security camera when he finally broke free and went into like the nearest gas store, chills. Like, again, like, I just, like, I I wanted to cry for him. You could genuinely see the fear on his face, and I just felt so freaking bad for him. Like, my heart ached for him. But he, he, like, I hope he finds peace in knowing that he was part of a, of why they caught him. He played such a key role in why the suspects were caught. Because he remembered, like a little nut job, like a little nutty boy, He remembered the GPS tracking number in his car because he goes, you know, your first car, who wouldn't be excited about it? I'm like, I'm me. I don't know what the heck that is. I just like how my car looks. But they were able to track down the car that way, which is how they found the guys for the first time. uh, uh, This is when my jaw dropped, I think, the first time. So they're, they're having a shootout, the police officers, with these guys. The guys are trying to throw little pipe bombs at them, like just insane. And one guy, I forget who it was, like one of the cops ends up shooting the older brother. And he said this older brother would not give up. Like he was stumbling in the street and the younger brother gets in the car to try and drive away, but goes full speed, runs over his brother, drags him 25 feet. His, this is how they're describing it too. From his armpit to his, like, mid-torso was torn apart, and he was still alive. That's when I gasped that he was still alive. I wanted to throw up. I had chills. Like, the guy went to the—they took him to the hospital, and he was pronounced dead. But I had chills. I would be scarred for life. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So— the hunt continues. It's just, I honestly, I can't really, if I describe it, then we'll be sitting here all day and you guys should really just go watch it. 
please let me know your thoughts. I was just, I don't even know. I Like, I, I don't even have words for it. I texted my friends and was like, can somebody please watch this so I have somebody to talk to about it? That's crazy. And, you know, it really got to me because I love true crime TV and stuff. But I'm like, oh, no. This happened for a reason. Like, or not for a reason. This happened in real life. It's just... Ugh, oh God, but it did, but really well done documentary and I'm glad that they're educating, you know, and getting it out there now that enough time has passed. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say about that. We have an exciting episode ahead because this week's an interview week. I'm going to be going over tips today, like not necessarily tips, but my rules on how to just not be an asshole in the gym. Nobody wants to be an asshole in the gym and nobody likes to be like, you know, self-conscious. Am I doing this? Like what's gym etiquette? So I'm gonna break it down for you. But without further ado, let's, let's shut up about pop culture and documentaries and all that. And let's get into this week's episode. We are talking highlights, baby, and we are getting vulnerable this week. And by we, I mean me, since I'm the only one talking here. This week's highlight, I have to give my health and fitness related highlight to my back day. I have just been really pushing myself lately. I Since I tr- started, like, kind of just, I trained with some of my friends and it made me realize, wow, I'm really not pushing myself to the best that I can be. I could be banging out these extra reps even though I don't want to. So I'm sitting there on the row machine this week, you know, and I'm at, like, my fourth set. I piled on the weight to make it the heaviest set. I'm pulling in, I'm pulling in, I'm trying to squeeze, make sure my form's right. The last, so I made it to 10 reps, but I was like, Liz, you're going till failure. Like we're doing this. The last two reps that I had in me, I was squeezing my face. Like, you know, when you, you know, when something's like hard, you're trying to pull something and you just like kind of scrunch up your nose, like that kind of little look. I guess I was doing that so hard that when I finished this set, like finally released and opened my eyes, I had tears in them. I produced tears from the level that I was working at. And I immediately started laughing. Like I took a picture of it and was like, this is freaking awesome. Like I want to be pushing myself like this all the time that I have tears in my eyes. Like that's how I know I'm putting in the friggin' work. But I was like new level unlocked. That's what I texted my friends. I said new level unlocked, just produce tears. Don't get me wrong. I'm not crying right now. Like I'm not like sitting here sobbing, but I actually just pulled through a rep so hard that I, I guess I did. I guess I cried <laughs> at the end of it. Um, so if you're not producing tears, you could probably do f- a few more reps. And that's a, good, that's a good benchmark. My non-health and fitness related highlight, uh, it's hard to pick just one. So I'm just going to go with the overall my birthday. You know, it's, it was just, I'm so thankful for my family. I'm so thankful for my friends. I already told you guys all about it. So we don't need to go too in depth about it, but, uh, I, but I guess I should also thank you everybody for the kind birthday wishes. Y'all make me feel so, so loved. And that's it for the highlights. I don't want to bore you with a second recap of my birthday party and how I drank too much alcohol. So nobody likes being an asshole, right? I mean, if you do, if you just like being a huge jerk and a menace to society, 
maybe this isn't the right podcast and platform for you. (sighs) I was just in the gym this week and I was thinking to myself, you know, there are some things that like just habits that people pick up in the gym that piss me off. You know what I mean? Like just little things where I'm like, this is common gym etiquette. Why do people act like this? You know what I mean? So I thought, you know what? I have a podcast for a reason. I'll sit down this week and go over all the things that I hate that people do, like my gym pet peeves and how to just not be an asshole in the gym. Just be a nice contributing citizen, member, patron, like most of us. So I have a few things on my list. Very, very curious to hear you guys' thoughts. So comment on Instagram, leave a comment in the review. What are like, I want to hear things that I missed that you find to be annoying. Maybe you think something different than what I think, but let's dive into number one. It's a, it's a short list. Listen, I didn't want to go. I don't want to be sitting here for an hour being like, this annoys me and that annoys me and this annoys me and that annoys me. So I was like, you know, just pick five. Let's pick five and we'll go with that. We don't need to be a negative Nancy and drone on for hours. Number one, put your weights away in the proper spot when they are done. When I used to go to crunch, it would bother the living crapola out of me. The dumbbells would be all over the place. Fives next to 35s, 130s next to a 40, like just dumbbells on the floor because people didn't put them back in the right spot. It would give me anxiety looking at it. I'm going to let you in on a little fact here. Every dumbbell has its space on the rack. They typically go from lowest to highest. That's for a reason. So when you put your weights back, make sure they're in the right order. Don't put your 10s next to a pair of 45s. That's not what we like. So that's step, that's step number one. Put it back in the right freaking place. Second, if you're using something like a bench, squat rack, uh, anything like that, you know, with where you're plate loading, put your freaking plates away after. Trust me, when I'm done deadlifting or squatting, I don't want to put that away. That's the last thing that I want to do. I'm gassed. I want to sit on the ground and breathe for two minutes. But you you can't just leave it there or on machines. I see it more frequently on machines. I don't want to go over to the seated row machine and have to take off somebody else's plates. It takes like 30 seconds, maybe less, depending on how weak you are. Let's be real. Just put them freaking back. It's, it's common courtesy. A lot of gyms have signs everywhere. And I don't know about you, but I keep my eye out, you know, especially when I'm waiting for a machine. Like, I'm like, oh. That, that guy's the type of guy who doesn't put his weights away. <sighs> F that. You know what I mean? So that's number one. Put your weights away where they belong, please. Number two. If you sweat on a piece of machinery, a bench, or you have really sweaty palms and like, you're dumb, like you sweat holding the dumbbells, please wipe it down afterwards. I feel like this was something that people started to do during COVID because every gym was like, you have to wipe it down. And now that like the pandemic's like kind of over, people just forget all about it. I don't want to sit on the leg press and have my back in my sports bra touch your leftover back sweat. No, no. I think one of the most icky feelings for me is when I'm, I go to pick up a pair of dumbbells in the gym 
and they're like moist, oh, moist and warm. I'm like shuddering thinking about it. They're like, yeah, they're like damp from the user before. I'm instantly like, I just get the chills. And I'm like, oh, oh, never mind. I'll use 15 pounds instead because I can't. I just can't. Wipe it down, buddy boys. Hey, listen, you know when you sweat. I know when I sweat. Because when I sweat, like you could see it, you'll see the droplet. And I wipe it down because it's just rude to not. Nobody wants to sit in your sweat. You don't want to sit in their sweat. If you do want to sweat, sit in their set, that's very concerning. I'm going to be straight up with you. That is concerning. And I do not condone that. Number three. Okay. This one's been on my mind lately. Be conscious. Conscious. Yes. Hello of how long you're using cardio machines for, depending on, you know, what the cardio machine is for. Uh, When I used to go to Crunch, there were two bikes, like stationary bikes. So often, like, you know, I'd be waiting for one, and they have, a lot of commercial gyms will have uh, limits, like, hey, if gym's crowded, if somebody's waiting for it, you can't do more than X amount of minutes. If you know that somebody's waiting for it, I think after, like, 25 minutes you got to give it up dude like somebody else is waiting for that so my gym now it's more of a weightlifting gym so we don't have a ton of cardio equipment we have one treadmill and I see people sometimes like go on it for like 40 minutes or so where they're I'm like oh my my third exercise in they'll be done by the time my workout's done and they're not and I'm like all right we all know that there's only one treadmill here somebody's gonna want to be waiting for it you got to wrap it up after 20 minutes, girl. You got to wrap it up because somebody else is waiting for it. So just keep a little bit of a little bit of a mind, like take a little look around, see if somebody seems like they'd be waiting for it. How empty is the gym? How packed is it? If it's packed, just be a little mindful because somebody like you're going to throw somebody off completely and sharing is caring. And we all are members of the gym So you just can't hog the cardio machines. It's not fair to the rest of us who are trying to get our endurance up. You know what I'm saying? Number four. Okay. Let me preface by, before I say what it is, let me preface with this. When I'm pushing through the last sets of a rep, squat, deadlift, hip thrust, lunges, whatever it is, I... I'm a grunter. I hand up. I'm a grunter. It's inevitable. It, it's just part of part of pushing it out, like releasing that force. You just sometimes a little noise slips out. That's fine. There ain't nothing wrong with that. It's the excessive attention wanting. Is that the word? Yeah. Is that the phrase? Yeah. We'll just say that. You know what I mean. Those type of grunts we could do without. There's a difference between you're grunting because you're trying to get the last through the last reps of the set and you're grunting because you want everybody to look over and and see how much weight you're pushing. Okay? And I do not f with the latter. I I just I run into so many people where I'm like it's so clear right now that your ego is so big and you are in trying to inflate it so much here. But look at the rest of us just quietly going through our workouts, making our appropriate level noises, not trying to scream and all that. Another thing is if I have my headphones in, I should not hear you yelling when you're having a conversation. 
in the gym. One of my pet peeves is I could tell when a guy is trying to get like people's attention or look really like look big and show off. And I have zero tolerance for it. I do not want to hear your disgusting, overly loud, kind of sexual grunt noises while you're working out. I promise you that doesn't make you look good. It actually makes everybody in the gym annoyed and probably say mean things about you. I'm just being real and I don't want anyone to shit talk you at all. Last thing on the list. Calisthenics are not for squat racks. Calisthenics are great. If you don't know what that is, I don't have the exact definition, but um, people, it's you more like body weight exercises, things like, you know, push-ups, handstands, like we, working on like pull-up bars and stuff. And yes, there are, typically there are squat or pull-up bars on top of squat racks. But especially if you see someone that's trying to get in on a rack, you got to take it elsewhere, bro. Go to a park, go to a different pull-up bar. I'm sure your gym has a different pull-up bar. I need some water. I've been talking. Hold on. Mm. Ew, I hate when I put lemon in my water and then I get a seed up the straw. Ooh, lemon seeds feel so nasty and violating. Ew, okay. Anyway, it really annoys me when I go in the gym. I'm looking for a squat rack and somebody's doing like just pull-ups on it or something else, like hanging from it. Nothing with squat. And then I'm like, oh, can I squat here? And they're like, oh, we're using this. I just said the gym is for everyone. We all have to share, but there are other areas for that. And I can't barbell back squat in the middle of a park with monkey bars, but you can do calisthenics there. And I just don't think it's right. It goes back to the hogging equipment thing. Those are my five tips. I know, or my five pointers. I know it was kind of short. I kind of breezed through those a lot faster than I thought I was going to. Please be mindful of them. You don't want to be your gym's local asshole. You really don't. I'm telling you right now, you you don't. Um, And if there's anything that I miss that you're like, ooh, what about this? This really grinded my gears. Or I hate when people do this. Share it with me. I want to talk. I want to have this conversation. I want to know what people are doing. And I want to tell you, I'm so sorry that they are doing that in your gym. All right. Time for questions. Questions is going to look a tiny, tiny bit different. I got a direct message from someone asking me to talk about this topic. So I didn't put up a question box this week. Honestly, none of y'all have been answering in it and it hurts my feelings. So I didn't do it this week. Okay. But I did get a message. So seriously, guys, if you do have any questions, I will be putting up the question box. I'll put my pride and ego aside, Uh, but feel free to DM me on either lifts with Liz or confessions of a gym rat and I'll get to answering them. This message reads, hi, Liz. I recently discovered your podcast and I love listening to your spiel. I play volleyball and I'm working on getting stronger, but I'm not seeing as much progress as I would like. Maybe because I'm tall, it's it's harder to build muscle quickly. Anyways, I was wondering if you have any pre-workout drinks or protein sources you would recommend to help me with my growth. I can't wait for the next pod. So sweet. First of all, you seem like a very nice girl. Um, I'll start off by saying... Yeah, everybody's genetics and body types are different. There are three types of body types. I am going to mess this up off the top of my head, but I know one is endo, 
I think it's endomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph, something like that. And basically what those mean, they're different bodies that respond to different things. So one body type, and I forget which or which, so I'm not going to do that right now. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. There's a type of body that's, you know, a little bit wider framed, can put on more muscle easy. Typically the tall, thin people, it's harder for them to put on muscle mass. So yeah, your genetics might come into play with why you're not seeing progress or you're feeling like you're struggling, but that doesn't mean you can't gain muscle. And I feel like you know that, but that's a common misperception that people have where they're like, oh, like I've always been stick thin. Like it's so hard for me. Like I can't gain muscle. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It might be harder for you than it is for other people. Just like vice versa. It might be harder for people to lose weight than other people. Genetics hundred percent come into play, but it's not impossible. It might take you longer. You might have to eat more protein than I have to eat, but it is possible. So first of all, I obviously do not know what your daily nutrition looks like, but my first recommendation is you should be getting at least one gram of protein in for every body pound you weigh daily. The consistency, even on days you don't work out, the consistency is the number one key. So say you're 120 pounds, you should be eating at least 120 grams of protein each day. Now, what protein sources would I suggest? Personally, I work with 1UP Nutrition, so my code is Liz20. Their whey and their isos are just beautiful, beautiful. You can mix them with, I mix them with my almond milk, oat milk. I mix it into oats. I bake my Kodiak cakes, pancakes with them, which is uh, the recipes on my reel. They're so versatile. The flavors are so fun. And every time I have my friend try it, they're like, holy crap, this is the smoothest protein I've ever tasted. And I'm like, bro, I know. Like, I'm not just posting this because I have a discount code. Like, I want you guys to have good tasting protein. So that's my whey protein source. I get a lot, and I would say most of my protein in through meat or eggs. So I'll have eggs in the morning if I don't have like a protein oatmeal or something. I normally have chicken in a salad or a sandwich or a wrap for lunch. And then dinner is always something chicken based. You know, I make sure I have my protein, my vegetable and my carb. Like last week I made honey sriracha chicken with, uh, what I do, I air fried potatoes and then I had carrots on the side. So meat definitely helps eggs and egg whites help. I like the Oikos triple zero Greek yogurts, and they also have the pros, which have five more grams of protein in them. them. Those are fabulous options. I eat Misfits bars. You have to order those online, but they're super good. If you run into your local convenience store, I'm sure sure you'll find one bars. Those are delicious. Do not taste anything like Quest. Um, And those are my main protein sources. You know, I try to keep it clean as possible. I try to keep them whole. I don't want to go and, you know, buy chemically loaded stuff if I don't have to. Um, I, oh, another one, a drink. Core Power is a good one. Core Power is a good one. So hopefully that helped. Um, if you need more guidance, if you have more questions, I would love to answer. Pre-workout, I also use 1UP Nutrition's. It's not necessarily going to help you build muscle, but it will give you energy, and maybe that'll help you get through your lifts better and, and feeling stronger and 
obviously the more you progressively overload, the stronger you'll get and the more muscle you'll put on. So while pre-workout won't help us grow muscle, it can help with our performance, which then affects our muscle growth. All right, everyone, I'm here with a very special guest today. You may know him as Level Up with E, but I'm here with Eric Naylor today. How are you, Eric? I'm good. What's up, guys? Awesome. So we've been following each other for a while. Um, I saw one thing that I wanted to ask right off the bat is I saw that you are a vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I, I hear a lot of excuses from people saying, oh, it's really hard for me to get protein in or... I can't build muscle because I'm a vegetarian. It seems like you're pretty on top of that stuff. Um, I, I, I'm assuming it is, I mean, obviously it's harder to get protein in when you can't eat meat and stuff, but how do you get, make sure you're getting enough protein in through the day? Cause I think a lot of people struggle with that, but don't realize it really, it it can be done if you just find the right ways to do it. Yeah. So uh, I think it's, uh, um, common misconception that you know if you go vegetarian you can't get the right amount of protein in um i mean i get 200 grams of protein every day and i'm vegetarian uh there's a ton of different ways that you can get it from um i think people just don't look into nutrition enough uh for example you do 100 grams of uh broccoli right and that's five grams of protein uh so a lot of people they don't eat their vegetables, so <laughs> you don't get your uh, protein. Um, but I mean, there's a ton of ways. I personally, I feel like I get better recovery. Um, I move quicker. Um, I just my skin's a lot cleaner. My energy's a lot better. Um, it works in uh, so many different ways. Um, I love the diet. I've been vegetarian for four years. So yeah, what made you? What made you go vegetarian? Um, so I had a thyroid problem and my weight would kind of Mm -hmm. fluctuate. Uh, so I tried a couple of different diets and vegetarian was the first one where I lost the weight. Uh, I used to be 327 pounds, um, Mm -hmm. and I lost 97 pounds in a year and going vegetarian was the first time where I was able to lose the weight and kind of keep it off. And I think my body just adjusted and acclimated to it. Um, and it just liked the diet a lot. Do you ever miss eating meat? <laughs> uh, well, I, I would say I'm a pretty good cook. So, um, yeah, I I would probably say I miss chicken a little bit. <laughs> uh, I would miss uh, steak, but honestly, I have steak maybe three times a year anyway, because I just never really cook it for myself anyway. You're not there you go. I mean, too much. Yeah, I mean, I could go. I do go to uh, I'm in a I'm in a bodybuilding world, so. I mean, a lot of my buddies, they we go to steakhouses and stuff. I got to get my salad. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when it's cookouts, I, I cook for everybody. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So were you born and born and raised in Chicago? I was actually born in Atlanta. Um, oh, cool. Then I moved to Chicago. Um, so I always tell people Atlanta born or raised, but, you know, Nah, a little bit of Chicago. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm actually, I am going to Chicago next Wednesday for the first time. Oh, nice. So I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm only there for a little while, but one of my really good friends from work had to move out there for work. Um, So I'm staying with her. I think we're going to go to a White Sox game 
Okay, go yeah. White Sox. Yeah, she. There you go. I'm listen. We're both me and her, are both Yankees fans. She's been going to a lot of Cubs games, and she was like, "I don't know what to do with you when you're here. Like, let's just go to a baseball game." And I was like, "You know what? I can have fun with that." Yeah. I can well, let me know if you know uh, if you need some places. Yeah. Um, we have to meet up so I can uh, say what's up to you in person. I love Chicago. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm excited. And the weather won't be too bad either. So I'm I excited think, to go. Uh, I want to see the weather. Best. That's the one thing. I just want to see the bean. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take some really good selfies by the bean. Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> you got to get your angles right. <laughs> that's all I want. Um, so I, I want to touch back on, you said that you had a thyroid problem. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a lot of, they, people don't, I think, really realize what, like how your thyroid can affect you. It can affect your, like, mental capacities too i know like the first time i went to go see a psychiatrist she was like before like i prescribe you anything i want you go to the doctor and get checked make sure your thyroid's okay Mm -hmm. um but a lot of people i tell a lot of people when they're like i can't i can't lose the weight i can't lose the weight i'm like no if you have a thyroid problem you can't lose the weight right or you're just not working hard enough so what was that kind of like for you like figuring out that something was wrong and um well what happened was i i gained 70 pounds in about three and a half months Um, (laughs) and at the time i was uh playing football i was playing Mm -hmm. college ball and so you know i'm doing two a day practices i'm busting my ass Mm -hmm. and my weight keeps jumping up Mm -hmm. uh in that same kind of time span i was like almost depressed my energy was like lower than a bar uh could barely stay awake um thought I had like a sleep apnea because uh or like narcolepsy because I would just randomly fall asleep like Jeez, it was bad that's awesome. uh, so they did a sleep test on me um and then they ran some things and then they checked my thyroid and my thyroid is just cooked um and the big thing for me is I wanted a more holistic approach versus taking a medicine okay because uh, the medicine you have to take it forever so I was like you know let me try a couple of different diets, see if it works for me and uh vegetarian, it, it worked amazing for me. So I haven't had to take the medicine or anything. So that's awesome. You know, do you, do that. they know what caused it? Like, was it a, a food it's, genetics? Uh, genetics. So I have a, I have uh, some people in my family that have that issue. Okay. Um, but I didn't know until I got everything checked and yeah, it's a pre-existing condition. So. Wow. That's pretty scary. I mean, I guess the falling asleep, any at any time definitely yeah, like, gaining seven like, pounds in three months i'd be like what like i was i was fucking freaking out because one i lost my position in football because i had to get it looked at but at first before everyone realized there was a problem they were just like what the fuck are you eating right yeah <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like you know i can only eat so much in a day like there's no way i'm gaining 10 pounds in this this week just from eating like like, I'm a fatty, not that type of fatty, though. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's like a le- that's a legit problem. Absolutely. What did you? So, what position did you play in, in football? Uh, outside linebacker. Okay. So okay. I'm the guy that like you know I hit the quarterback, hit the running back. <laughs> okay. Well, aren't those like you, like it's okay if you're on the bigger side? Oh yeah, I mean, when you play football, you want to be like you want to have more size. Yeah. Um, you know, but. I guess like that was too much size. I was gonna be on an offensive O line. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I went from like 
like oh like he got he got like size to like oh he got size like, <laughs> like yes. becoming unathletic <laughs> right uh, they're like oh yeah he he definitely uh he's definitely like one of those beefy boys for sure <laughs> um so well i'm sure it probably affected if you were like tired all the time it probably affected your energy which then affected your performance oh yeah absolutely probably like yeah. all right this guy's putting on a lot of size and he's not performing the way he want we want to perform which sucks yeah i mean it not only zapped my just zapped me mentally but like i mean i was losing strength in the gym and everything huh? um it it all around affected me uh mentally i started uh getting acne all of a sudden it was bad you know? yeah. um so yeah i got it checked out and uh i always tell people you know that's one of the first things you want to check if your weight fluctuates a lot if you're being consistent um doing everything else like the diet is consistent yeah. sleep habits you don't you know you deal with the cortisol levels you take care of all those bases first before you say my thyroid yeah. but then you know because a lot of people they don't they don't uh they don't cover the ground bases right like they don't say like oh I, I just can't figure it out and they sleep at random times of the day or they have a very stressful life or yeah. they don't track their calories right so I think all of those things are important when it comes to trying to find consistency in the yeah. diet. That's definitely, I say that all the time because you're right. I th I think people are always, or not always, but people often try and find something else to blame for what's going wrong in their lives. So I hear it all the time where people are like, I don't know, I might have a thyroid problem. Like I can't, I just can't lose weight. And I'm like, well, let's look at all the other symptoms of like what could mm -hmm. be going wrong with you if you have a thyroid problem. One of them is like the the gaining weight very fast. Yeah. Like that's a sign mm -hmm. that something is definitely wrong. If you're not, if you just can't lose weight, let's really track. Like, are you counting your calories exactly? Are you being consistent? Are you right. pushing yourself in the gym? You know, are you getting enough sleep? And, but, but a lot of people don't like to own up to no, yeah. I'm not trying the best that I can let me blame it on something else and just be okay with that exactly um you know and I I think uh I think especially like um in the fitness industry we like to we like to uh oversimplify for content yeah. um and the simplicity simplicity is good but it gets bad when you have when you put out content like these three things give me yeah. Right. Or, you know, these three things got me snatched, got me a big butt. Right. Um, I hate and so that. and so you have these people, you know, that are in great shape and obviously they're doing it for content because it's boring to say, hey, I had to do these exercises for eight to 12 weeks to, you know, gain muscle mass. Like nobody wants to see that. Right. Like we want to see like some fat burning tea or some crazy jackknife variation. Right. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, like that's not that's not the content that's gonna like sell if you do it the right way. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, like in this industry, like I see so much of that, and I'm just like, it's crazy. Yeah, you make a very good point because I've noticed that, and it, it definitely irritates me myself. <laughs> but you are right; it really is. People, there's I feel like there's the two sides of it. People are trying to dumb things down and simplify them. So <laughs> people who are not like well versed with anatomy and science can understand it and then there's the people that are like oh this is what people want to see and this is what's going to get me followers and make me money let me put right. it out there and that is one of my 
biggest pet peeves is people just spreading false information because especially being like a girl and having like gone through I don't know like my high school years and even into college years like everyone's so insecure with their body or at least mm-hmm. was at some point and I got to a point where I was like I desperately like I need to get out of this body like I need to change and stuff like that would reel me in and I'd be like okay I'm gonna do that because she said I should do that right. which would make me more frustrated and create more self-doubt mm-hmm. I wasn't getting the results I they promised me I would get absolutely um, you know, and uh, what I think, too, is um, it's so easy to follow the next person in this industry. It's just like you said, right? If I see somebody, right, like one of my one of my uh, favorite Instagram people, like body types I like is Simeon Panda, right? Yep. The type of physique that he has is a, a unicorn physique, right? Like no type of muscle tee or Or his supplements, none of that stuff is going to give you the type of physique that he has, right? Work ethic, genetics, there's a lot of things that play into it, but he can make a video and say, these three exercises made my biceps cannonballs, right? And people are going to do those because they want to look like them, right? Um, And when you simplify to that degree and you don't get that result, that's why you have, like, such a toxic, like, environment that we're in, you know? Yeah. but I do love the fitness in, uh, industry on the other side where mm-hmm. people are showing like the realistic side of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's two sides of that too. There it's definitely like- is. I'm very careful with my wording. Cause I know people do like the reels that show like short 30 second, 10, 15 second clips. Um, but I word it very carefully where I'm like, oh, try this superset on your next leg day or um, try these two exercises to work your biceps, not try like do these two exercises and they will get you massive biceps or they will get you massive. <laughs> right. Hey, these are what I do, but I do them a lot. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I tell so I run uh, two gyms here in Chicago. OK. Um, and. I started getting to the gym industry right after I lost this weight. I was one of the youngest guys, like, running gyms for my company. I didn't really know how at the time, right? But one of the biggest things that uh, I guess I would say stuck out to me is in the gym industry, you can always learn, right? Um, But depending on your training style, that's how you're going to get the physique that you want. You have to find a training style that you like, right? Yeah. but once you find that, you have to consistently do it. And so the problem is if you're trying like different training styles or a ton of different exercises um, to follow like your fitness influencer, you will never get the physique you're looking for, yep. you know? Uh, and I think that's what, when I first lost all the weight, that was my problem. Um, I couldn't put on real muscle mass because I would try like hit and then I would try like CrossFit. Then I'm like, you know what? Let me get into powerlifting. I'm like, no, I really like bodybuilding. And it was bodybuilding and it was athletic split, you know? And then I was just like all over the place. Yeah. Now I'm like, all right, I know what I like. I'm good at what I do. Um, and I'm going to stick to that. And it's helped out a lot, you know? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I, I like the way that you worded it too, is you have to find like what works for you. Mm-hmm. And it's two-sided, you know, it's like, 
I mean, I'll, I'll promote any, any type of exercise is great exercise. You know, it's as long mm-hmm. as you're happy and you're moving your body, that's great. Personally, right. Like for you and me, um, like I fell in love with weightlifting. I love the feeling I love bumping, mm-hmm. and I've been able to shape my body that way. I know one of my best friends is really into bar. Like she teaches pure bar and stuff and that's what makes her happy. That's what keeps her healthy and right. she's comfortable in her body that way. So I think it really is different for everyone, how you can in, like shape yourself, which resistance training and the right diet will do, but finding a way to do it that like you love to do. Exactly. I definitely agree. Uh, you were at that right. And your content, I do like how you, uh, you do word your content um, really good where you can't really get that stereotype. So it can help a lot of people, but it's kind of like almost like a disclaimer, like you should try this, but this isn't what is going to get you, you know, the physique that you're looking for. Like you have to do a combination of things. Yeah. Um, and that's what, a, what the industry is missing a lot. Yeah. I also post, and I've been doing this since, since I started my account, which was like almost five years ago now, which is kind of scary. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I post my real workouts. Like if you see me in the gym, you'll see me with my little phone tripod thing. And I'm just recording as I go. And a lot of my workouts, as my page has progressed and I've learned more and I've gotten older and I've been doing this for longer, a lot of my workouts are the same or they're slightly different, but they're the same principles you know like I go into a leg day and I'm like okay how am I gonna hit like the adductors how am I gonna hit like all the different quad muscles you know it's like let me incorporate a squat movement but the squat might movement might be different week to week they just I kind of pick from such a small exercise bank and that's what has shown me the best growth yeah absolutely uh what I find is when I'm trying to emphasize on a muscle, I'll add a second day. I, me personally, yeah. um, since I'm in the gym industry, I love working out six days a week. Yeah, so do I. Like, people call me crazy, but I'm like, I got to be in the gym. Keeps like, me sane. Like, yeah, like, what am I going to do for, like, people that work out, like, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way, but people that work out three or four times a week, like, what do you do the other days, like? I know I, I couldn't like listen I could probably get so much more in the time that I didn't there is so much more dumb but I would feel wrong like I just oh yeah absolutely I like I every time I'm in the gym before I go home I'm like all right I got to do something like I've been in the gym the whole time you know yeah. um and I just I don't know how people do it but um I like to emphasize like a another day if I'm trying to build on the muscle yeah. so like currently I want to cap it on my shoulders because it's summertime. Yep. Um, so, so I'm like, I want to, I want to get more of that capped out physique. Um, now during winter, I was kind of doing the opposite. You know, how people bulk. Yep. I was leaning down. Okay. Uh, and so right now I'm 222. Um, usually that's to, that's kind of like where I sit at 12 percent, 222. Okay. That's like my good weight. Um, don't really like getting under that because my body. I've always been like. I've always been a like a more muscular guy, but my set point means like once I get under like that twelve percent, I like I'll eat everything under the sun. Like I, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I get control of the sun. I like to stay at that twelve percent. So 
I wanted that 12% to look like 10. So okay. um, I did it the reverse way. I was bulking all the way uh, through the winter. And then when it hit uh, January, I mean, uh, November, that's when I started to cut. Okay. So now I'm emphasizing the next, another muscle and I want to build on my shoulder. So I get a little bit more capped out now. Um, and my shoulders suck. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, there we go. Like, now we got some. Yeah, no, and I totally back that up. I've been reading, um, I have Arnold's encyclopedia of like modern bodybuilding, which I think the last time it was revised was in like the 90s. So it could probably stand to get like revised again. But I tend to refer to him and, and people from that kind of era a lot because they didn't have like the fancy things and mm -hmm. that we have now. And I'm like, all right, it was like, mm, did steroids come into play? A little bit, but still. Even without yeah. steroids, the guy would have been huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at the guys, uh, the bodybuilders from like the 50s and stuff yeah. like that. You know, like exactly. these people, obviously, they didn't have social media and things like that. So they kind of had to like work themselves right. to the bone. And here's a, here's a thing that I tell everybody. You know, when you're a kid, right? Let's yeah. say you were a student athlete, right? Not everyone was, but let's say you was, right? You had class, then you had PE class, then you had your sport, mm -hmm. and then you either did a sport with your friends or something after, mm -hmm. or maybe you like hang out, shot hoops, rollerblade or whatever, right? Probably you worked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you worked out like three times a day when you, you know, when you're younger. Yeah. So what makes it overtraining now that you're older, you know, like, I think we say that we overtraining and we give it as an excuse because we don't want to work as hard as we can you point. know now obviously you can overtrain but yeah I and mean, our bodies get a little more they slow down a little as we yeah. get over a certain age you know yeah absolutely um but you still have to put in the work if you want to yep. get the result you know yeah. there's a fine uh, line there's a balance Mm -hmm. recovery is great i definitely like i tell all my clients you need to have at least one rest day like your body oh yeah absolutely rest for one day because no you're not eight years old anymore <laughs> yeah absolutely I, uh, I mean what are you what are you doing for seven days like all right seven days is a little too much six is yeah. good because I, six. I i tell people five is optimal because then you could have a six day where you're doing full body yoga or yeah that's what i do right? um Cause my sixth day is more like a full body. So like my sixth day, I'm not like slamming myself no. like I am all through the week. Right. Um, but you could have like two active rest days and just go hard five days through the week. I mm -hmm. think that's optimal for most people. That's really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you can, your active rest day, you can just walk around the park, you know, go sightsee, walk downtown, yeah. wherever you are. You know, that's perfect. Yeah, um, that's just true. getting your cardio in. Um, just move your body, you know. Yeah. Other than watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I know. I to no, I totally agree. And I did the same thing for so long where my sixth day was more of like an endurance full body. Like I was focusing more on muscular endurance, not strength, because that's something that I'm definitely not. I can lift heavy things, but I can't do it for long. <laughs> that's one thing. <laughs> oh. My uh I've always had like a shorter uh attention span. So I can never get into like powerlifting because I can't bring myself to rest them for two to three minutes. Um, I'm always moving. I have to. Yeah. And like I'm fighting myself because now as I get older, I'm trying to really focus on strength yeah. and just 
filling out my frame because yeah. I got a lot of muscle density now. Um, but it's so hard for me to get that full minute rest because I'm always like, go, go, go. Yeah. I'm just like looking at my watch and I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like you got to rest 41 seconds. I'm like, fuck, I want to keep going. Yeah. Um, but it's very important when you're trying to build muscle to kind of take that time. It is. I tell, I, I catch some of my clients, like they'll be like, they just want to do it and get it over with and have it be done. And I'm like, hold, hold up. We still got 44 <laughs> seconds to rest. Back it up. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a really important thing too. Um, and that I'm even like reteaching myself and I tell clients and members all the time at my gyms, you know, you got to take the rest period not to have to tell myself that too. But I want to continue to build, you know, and fill out my frame. I have to take that time for myself. Um, you know, and if you put in your energy into the actual set, um, you know, you will need that, uh, you really need that time. Yeah. You know? Oh, I've I've been there. There's some like I feel like with my upper body, I'm like, all right, I really want to, like, I don't need to rest a full minute. Like, it's a drag. Lower body, I'm like, I'll be here <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So you do six days. What would you say your I guess uh, split is? Uh, so I have two leg days. I do quads and then obviously with some glutes. And then hamstrings and glutes. I've done that for a few years now. Like that's one thing I haven't really changed. I've just found that it works really well for me when I isolate the muscle rather than just having like one leg day. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm doing, so I do quads and glutes, shoulders and core. I've been doing arms and chest because I'm really not trying to build any of that right now. I'm good with just maintaining what I have. Mm -hmm. um, hamstrings and glutes back and then I have a full body day but I do I put a little bit more emphasis on the glutes for the full body day good all right so so it's kind of like um how I do right now since I'm doing six day uh I try to hit every muscle group twice though the right. emphasis is shoulders right now so on my full body day it's a full body day however it's more like a emphasis on shoulders so I do yeah. a lot more laterals and uh rear delt work um for that day um and it's really helped out a lot like um yeah. i i mean i didn't even know i could get a rear delt like <laughs> i know my, i've seen my rear delts the, or people have said like oh the your rear delts like you could really see them and i'm like that is the best news because it is so hard to move that muscle it is yeah. such a small muscle and it is so humbling i'm like thank god somebody sees it back there <laughs> there's a uh so, you know, on the pec deck, how you do the uh, reverse fly? Yeah. I find that if you sit like you sit this way um, versus like just doing it the regular way. Like, so if you sit sideways, you know, if you're doing a reverse fly, you're like facing it. But yeah. if you sit sideways and let your and drive your arm, um, it's a lot. Uh, it hits like the red delt really, really good. Um, if you have some gems in Chicago, I'll have to show you. It's a really good. Uh, it's a really good way to hit the rear delt, and that's kind of how I really started to build it out. Um, I'll usually you'll start with that. I start with my rear delts when I'm hitting shoulders just so that I can put the most, I guess, energy into it. Because yeah. it is really hard to get it firing and and uh, isolate it. Yeah, I use, the same, I use the same strategy, and I definitely like 
promote that is whatever is going to be your heart, like take the most of your energy, do it first. Because the farther along you get in the workout, the more exhausted you're going to be naturally. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I am, so I build, I'm I'm a leg dominant guy. So I build like my legs really easy. So I still do my two leg days, but I no longer hit calves because whenever I hit calves, I all my pants become skinny jeans. So, <laughs> so uh, I uh, a lot started, of people are gonna listen to that and be like, "I hate this guy." <laughs> I I have so many people like, "Bro, what do you do for your calves?" And I'm like, "You would be pissed off when I tell you I don't even hit calves." Like, calves <laughs> are like I I explain everything to, about how muscles grow to people, how to grow your muscles, and they're like, "Okay, but what about calves?" And I'm like. Forget about the calves. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, I tell people all the time, like, my bicep to my forearm ratio is crazy. Like, my forearms are very small. Mm-hmm. But my bicep is huge compared to my forearm. Um, Some muscle same. fibers are tighter, and they're harder to grow. Yeah. And, I mean, I spent the year doing, like, some forearm work, and I just kind of gave up on it. I was like, it's all right. <laughs> Can't win them all. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You you got the calves and that's. That's what I was about to say. Like, at yeah. least at least I could wear shorts. So. The world said that's it. You got one. You can't have them. You can't. Yeah. Look, as long as I could wear shorts in the summertime, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. So you are in Jersey? Uh-huh. So I've been in New York. Uh, I actually been to Jersey like three times, uh, but I've been to New York. Like I was in New York six times last year. Oh yeah. Uh, I always try to go to like a different area. Like mm-hmm. I've been, I've been to the Hamptons. I've been to Bronx. I've been to Brooklyn. Nice. Been to Jersey. Nice. Been to Philly. I've I've like I've like been all over. That's all up in my area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I like just be just bounce around, and I when I travel, I like to go by myself. Yeah. That way I don't because I'm not an itinerary guy, so I don't like to follow like a plan. I just kind of like to. You're to on free your own agenda. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that's the best way to network. Honestly, obviously, I'm a guy, but yeah. for me, that's the best way to network because I'm always going to get a different experience, you know. Yeah. Um, but I like it out there. Have you um, been to Manhattan? I haven't. Really? So I was about to say that's not Manhattan. Yeah, that's the only place. Wow, that's crazy. I'm I'm going to I've been in Manhattan like every weekend this month. <laughs> yeah. What uh what place out there would you recommend um if I was just visiting? Like, what would you say go first? I think I I think I'd have to say Manhattan. You got to see it. You got like it's. I'm so used to it that when I go to other cities, I'm like oh, like. That's it. Because it's just, it's big there. There's so many, there's so much going on. You'll see like celebrities will just walk past the street, like pass you on the street. Nobody cares. Everyone's just minding their own business. But a lot of cool things are going on. And there's just a lot of, a lot of really hidden gems there. Like everywhere you eat, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, There's, you know, they always do the New York, Chicago, like pizza debate. Um, Very different pizza. Um. Yeah, I was about to say I might be I might get my head cut off this, but I think I think I like uh New York piece of better for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not cutting uh, your head off here. 
I mean, Chicago people, they don't even eat the, uh, they don't even eat their own pizza. Like, nobody yeah. eats a deep dish. Like, I heard that deep dish is really just touristy. Like, it's, it's, like it's, yeah, it's, it's for tourists. Like, Chicago people don't eat deep dish. Uh, cause it's really like a can of tomato sauce. Yeah, probably. that's not like that's not pizza. Yeah, me. nobody like in Chicago actually eats that. It's no. to get people to come here and try it, but nobody actually eats that here. No, people I I, I think that's one thing New Jersey and New York has in the bag is our bagels and our pizza. I don't care what anybody else. Has. I went to Nashville. Just good time. there. Yeah, you guys yeah. got some good bagels for sure. Um, they're so good. I uh, there's a Brazilian grill there that I love too. I uh, can't think of the name, but I went there every time. Also, I'm a creature of habit. Every time I go there, I stay at the Rio and Times Square. Square. Oh, so you have been to Manhattan? I've been so I'm there, but I'm not really like like you don't stay there. Yeah, like I like I come back to sleep, but I'm but really you don't like venture around. Yeah, because when I like when I go there, I'm trying to network, and yeah. so people always are steering me away from Times Square. Um, definitely don't. Times Square is tourist city, so if you're trying to network, <laughs> Times Square not the place. Yeah, but um, yeah, but you guys got some great stores. Like your regular stores have things I've never saw. Like H and M there, H yeah. and M there is like. Like a gold man, I was like, "This is it's the like best H and M the size of of your normal mall H and M." Yeah, they they had so many options. I was like, "No way is this a H and M!" Like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta walk down, like you gotta go to the Diamond District, where you just walk down the street, and it's like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, wow, uh, like every. I just I was there like a few weeks ago because I just had to walk that way, and me and my brother were looking around, and we were like. How much do you think this block is worth? Like just this strip right here is crazy. Yeah, that's um, when I was in the Hamptons. Um, that was crazy. It was like it was like famous per, uh, person central. And they were all just like walking around. And um, I was taking shots with a couple of people. Um, it's crazy. The cool um, thing about New York is nobody makes it like a. Nobody from like the New York area makes it a huge deal. I mean, you see someone you're a fan of, like you'll go up to them and be like, "Hey," but a lot of people just kind of mind their own mind their own business. Yeah, uh, Chicago is a lot like that too. Um, if you're if you're somebody that knows somebody, you'll probably run into a famous person. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of inevitable. Um, like I know a lot of the Bulls players. Um, and I know some uh I know some Cubs guys too. That's cool. Um but you would New like uh, harder. <laughs> what'd you say? New York's a little harder because there's so many people. It's like where oh, yeah. you know, in the city. You guys are, are triple us, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I always tell this story. I was walking off, I had just got out of the train station one day. It was like St. Patrick's Day, so everything's crazy. I'm like, I have a bagel in one hand, and all of a sudden I hear people like like kind of yelling and I look up and like feet away from me is OBJ and I'm like is that OBJ I go to grab my phone and he like I had already walked away and I was just like like it's like you blink and you miss it but I was like was that OBJ and then I like saw the <laughs> hair and I was like yeah it is 
Yeah, Chicago, you'll um usually when you fly out, you'll you'll like see people at the airport a lot in Chicago too. Um a lot of famous people just ride like regular first class. Um which would surprise you because there's like some high profile people I didn't met on the airplane. Um, and they just fly regular they they say they fly so much that it just doesn't make sense to like, you know, pay all that money. Yeah. So. I've actually I've seen a lot of um videos like that like i i saw a video of the guy who plays dwight Schrute on the office oh really he was wow. on a plane but like obviously he was not dressed like dwight at all he was just normal and i think he had a mask on and the kid he was sitting next to in first class was watching the office and the, and he took a video and was like this guy has no idea who i am right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> oh that would be perfect i love dwight yeah. <laughs> it's it's so yeah and he films it and it's like Dwight comes up on the kid's screen and he flips the camera back and it's just like <laughs> I love that I know I know I'm not in first class yet but maybe one day but <laughs> <laughs> oh, um what time is it there it is, it is it's a little bit after 10 yeah oh wow what time do you usually uh go to sleep yeah, like 10 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right so we're so basically this is a bedtime call <laughs> yeah yeah you got like my second wind of energy like this is like my before bedtime like uh my second wind and then after this i'll probably drink some water and crash <laughs> good good yeah, yeah i'm happy to catch you i i forgot um that you are an hour ahead of me i didn't even think about it I didn't even know you were in Chicago. I got to pay more attention to where people are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have been in New York so many times. So yeah, I mean, I I think for quite some time people thought like, like I don't think a lot of people even know I'm in Chicago. Honestly, I, I do <laughs> I do travel a lot. So, um, like for example, last month I was in Arizona, uh, Vegas, and then Detroit. So that's awesome. Um, so I travel quite a bit and there's, uh, my corporate chain of gyms. Like we have about four gyms in New York. So, okay. What's uh, it called? Cause I don't think export. it's called. Okay. Um, there's one in Bronx and then, uh, there's one in, uh, what is it? Mesopica. Okay. I go uh, to the Bronx to go to the Yankees game and I go, <laughs> I don't hang around the Bronx too often. I was about to say you probably don't want to be around the Bronx. Nope. I was in the Bronx and I was like, all right, like, no, we're fucking out here. We're fucking like <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll get back on the subway home. No thanks. <laughs> I tried to ride the subway there. I uh, couldn't figure it out. I am not good at the subway. And I'm very bad at the subway. I can take it to Yankee Stadium because one, you, most likely you'll be around a crowd of people that are also wearing Yankees jerseys. So you can follow them if you're really unsure. Um, but if you take like any D line, it literally drops you off right in front of the stadium. And, oh, shit. and the like sign, I guess, in the station when you pull in says like Yankee Stadium. So it's idiot proof to get to yankee stadium <laughs> <laughs> okay okay That's yeah it. so if you have to do like the train or anything when you get to chicago it's so, so much simpler it's super easy though 
we I mean our Ubers and stuff is nothing like New York. Like I never saw like an Uber under eighty dollars when I whenever I'm there. So um, the Ubers in New York are not as bad as I thought they would be. Really? It like I was looking like we had to go like we had to walk. It was like a little bit over a mile, and my dad was complaining. So I was like, "Oh, let me look up an Uber." He was like, "It's gonna be so expensive." It was nine dollars. I was like, "That's." Oh, not bad at all meanwhile like if i'm at the shore in the summer and i want to go home 20 minutes it costs me over a hundred dollars yeah yeah that's crazy yeah it's kind of like that in chicago it's not expensive in chicago though i mean the like let's say like someone was to go out or hit the club or something then you'll get like under over a hundred dollars but it's like it's the late at night when they know you're drunk and there's a risk yeah uh, exactly <laughs> um but otherwise like i mean ubers are usually like 40 to 60 dollars here they're like super cheap that's not bad uh, and if you're going like when you're downtown like i live downtown so everything is like a couple miles away like two to three miles but they always take like 30 minutes because so many people so yeah. many people down here i heard I mean, there's a lot of construction going on too yeah they uh just started a new project so they're going to be two, doing two years of construction yeah. summertime is going to be terrible heard that yeah i heard yeah, I, was, I was warned um but nothing is better than summertime chicago though so you got to check us out in the Jersey Shore is pretty fun too <laughs> oh you you have to show me that i i've never been uh well, I guess um, I guess I was there in the summertime, but I didn't really know what to look for. Okay. Um, I did a couple travel guide. Yeah, you you have to you have to be my travel guide. I need <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> make sure I don't go to go to uh to the Bronx. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we don't. You don't need to end up there. No, no, no. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Yeah, there's um. They say in Chicago, like if you went to a different restaurant for, uh, you know, like if you went to a different restaurant every day, you'd be going to restaurants for the rest of your life. Wow, that's crazy. So, I yeah, bet New York's kind of similar then too, because there's restaurants stacked on top of restaurants. Oh yeah, on top of restaurants. It's. I I've never seen so many pizza places in in a a half a mile radius. Like yeah, you can get pizza anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I was no shortage just... of that. Yeah, I was going crazy on the pizza there. I was like, you know what? I can do pizza again. You, they're um, also like they're a dollar for a slice. It's like a dollar for a slice. I was literally about to say there there are signs that say like one dollar slice, and I'm like, where the fuck am I at? Like, and and they're good. They're yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. They <laughs> make me have to have my cheat day early. Yeah, yeah. For for a slice of New York pizza, it's worth it. <laughs> so your birthday is sunday you said sunday yeah so this episode will be releasing on monday so it'll be i'll be freshly 24 oh well happy birthday thank you um what you doing for your birthday i'm going to manhattan of course um we're doing, <laughs> yeah i'm doing a brunch in the city with my friends so it's gonna be fun and then we'll just probably hop around from there oh yeah that'll be fun stuff. yeah i'm super i'm super super excited so Tomorrow's yep. going to be my big sleep day or I'll get, go to bed early and then Saturday will be fun. Yeah, you'll have to uh, you'll have to uh, save some of that energy for when you say you're coming out here Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Good. 
You have to say some of that energy for Wednesday. Yeah, oh, I'm ready. I got a haul. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going from Chicago to LA. I'm I'm ready. Hell yeah, there you go. Have a good time. Um, I, uh, I'll be in Arizona in two weeks. So it's just time to go. You're young and you got nothing tying you down. That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, I just love to travel, and nothing really is. So yeah, uh, I got to travel as much as I can. Yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> Well, I don't want to keep you too, too much longer. Do you want to tell everybody where they could follow you on any social media and, and all that stuff? Plug yeah, so, <laughs> so follow me at uh, on Instagram at Level Up With E. Uh, if you want to see fitness advice, uh, soon I'll be doing fashion advice, uh, meal planning, all those type of things. You can follow me. And then um, my other Instagram you probably cut that part out because I can't even think of it right now. <laughs> um, oh, so don't follow with him e. on that. Uh, yeah, don't follow me on that one. But uh, plant based with E, I'm going to re uh, reopen that one. That's my cooking page. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure not... I'll plug the cooking page on Level Up with E. So just follow Absolutely. Level Up with E and pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I had a really good time. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope you have a fabulous week. I will be traveling this week, so I will be in Chicago and then in L.A. Hopefully I can get you guys this podcast next week. But if I don't, then just bear with me. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold myself accountable to it. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat and follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok all at Lifts with Liz. I will talk to you next Monday. Have an active week and you better be prepared with a health and fitness related highlight in your mind to think to yourself next week or I'm going to be disappointed.